Welcome to this episode of the Sport Kite Podcast. I am your host, Nick O'Neill, founder of sportkite.org. I want to thank you for tuning in and listening. If somehow you did not know already, this is an all-volunteer run uh, website and podcast. And so your support over at buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite really, really, really helps tremendously to help keep this podcast alive, to keep the website alive, and to keep everything going into the future. We did just reach one of our first goals, which means we're going to have some merchandise available and some giveaways to our listeners, so stay tuned for that. But for now, let's go ahead and jump into this second part of a conversation we were having earlier with a group of guys, uh, Zach Gordon, Hunter Brown, Paul DeBacher, Spence Watson, Devin Coblay-Morrison, and John McCracken, all about kites, their favorite kites, the kites that they had problems kind of connecting with, and a little bit more on the end of that conversation. So let's go ahead and hop into that. And uh, yeah. So let's go into your favorites and maybe the opposite of your favorite. I don't want to say the absolute hated, but you're my favorite, Nick. I love you too, Paul. (laughs) I like blue. All right. So let's start with, uh, what is your favorite music to fly to and a favorite song? And then what is the one song that you wish you never heard again at a kite festival? Paul. That's Oh man, uh, fav- I don't have a favorite music piece to fly to. There's 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 a couple of demo pieces slash former competition pieces that I can always fall back on because I've heard them two thousand times and I know exactly what's going to happen when, uh, and they are proven audience pleasers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes judges. I've said this before. Judges are just audience that is, that's standing a little bit closer. That's I've always treated that. Um, so yeah, my, my, maybe, maybe my very, if I have to pick one, are you making me pick one? You're making me yeah. pick one. Yeah. Uh, then it's going to be my Rhapsody in Blue routine. Okay. I love, I love that music. It's, it's, it's good for any audience. Ultimately, I'm not going to <laughs> insult anybody with it. Nobody's going to walk away in disgust from, it's not, you know, it, there's no controversy to the music to the song i can play it in any setting audience i can play it pretty much in any wind speed because i can slow it down and i can speed it up um so that has to be my all-time favorite that's a beautiful song so that makes sense (laughs) and then the one song you wish you never hear again at a kite festival (sighs) or a kite event or Associated with kite flying. Oh, the very easy answer would be let's go fly a kite, right? That's 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 just overplayed a touch. Um I I also don't really care for and that's maybe because I'm still not used to it. Uh, I'm I'm not American. I don't care for the bombastic patriotic stuff. But that's a personal if 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 the festival and its audience likes it, who am I to, you know? Uh, yeah, kick against that. All right, Hunter. Yeah, for me, I, I mean, I was never, I was never a competitor, uh, and most of the demo stuff I did wasn't really to set routines and music. Um, so no, I, I don't really have a, 
uh, go to in that regard. I mean, when I go fly, I guess it just all depends on what kind of mood I'm in um, and what kind of flying I'm doing. And, you know, if I go and I'm doing some indoor flying, it's going to be different music than if I'm going out flying a rev or a quad or a dual line and decent wind is just different. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess I don't really have an answer to that one. And I, and not really an answer to the question of a song that you don't want to hear at, at a kite event. I don't know. Um, uh, it, it just really depends, I guess, on the event and what that audience that is there like. So, I mean, one thing that stands out that I remember, and this is somewhat a tangent, but when Paul and I went to Columbia um, to, uh, to, to fly there, I remember Paul did a lot of research on what is the popular music there and, um, and you know, got familiar with a couple of songs and so that he could fly to something that appealed to that audience. So hmm. yeah. I try. Zach? Zach, I think you're up. <laughs> Hi. Um, favorite type of music to fly to would be orchestral music, specifically like film scores. I always felt that they were the most dynamic offered the most range in possibilities when choreographing a, a routine to music, whether quad line or dual line um, or pairs routine. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite of mine that I've done. Probably um, I flew to a track from V for Vendetta that featured the 1812 Overture at the second half. Um, that was always a fun one. Crowd seemed to like it. I won national title with that track. Um, so that one was yeah, probably one of my favorites. Although I have a couple other ones, like you know, the first quad line song that I flew to was from the Chemical Brothers. Um, that was pretty dope. Um, and then, yeah, a couple, another one from iRobot. Um, but least favorite kite song, I don't know if I necessarily want to name names and possibly offend anybody. Um, <laughs> I don't really like the, the the song where it's like up, up and away, my beautiful. That song is overplayed a lot, at least at the demos that I've been a part of. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, but I, oh, the other thing is, I guess generally like pop songs in competition, I never really got that. For me like it just and i always was bored whenever i was a judge so like you could say generally that was my least favorite type of kite music that people might do because it's just the same thing and then every four beats it shifts repetitive yeah that's i'm gonna gonna echo that especially if there's a um i guess i'll start there maybe least favorite music stereotypical kite stuff Let's go fly a kite up, up and like we're at a kite festival. We get it. Um, <laughs> um, not that it's bad. I mean, I started flying kites because Mary Poppins told me to go fly a kite. So like, I can't knock it that much, but it's a little overkill. Um, going along with what Zach said, maybe some pieces that are like they have ostinatos or like a repeated motive that continues through the piece. I've seen someone fly to Philip Glass. Um, which is interesting, um, but it kind of worked. Um, so yeah, music that people might not understand. It's like very subtle 
like the changes are subtle. Like I feel like people like the kind of dynamic stuff or what's recent. Um, I always, I never have anything that I fly to choreographed. I'll have, I have one song by ES Posthumous that I'll go to if I need it. But otherwise I look for like top hits or this or that or whatever, like every year and I'll fly to that and I'll listen to it, you know, listen to whatever song like a week before an event. Um, but if I'm by myself, I don't fly to music at all. I usually listen to the sounds of the kite and how the sound complements the input. That's kind of like my me time. Um, like what I'm practicing or practice how you perform or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of me. Okay. Well, out of here. Um, <clears throat> I think most people could probably guess what my favorite song is. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. Paint it black. The Rolling Stones covered by uh, London symphony orchestra. Uh, it's, I love that one so much. That's so like, my best routine ever is my my indoor routine to that. And, you know, it's the one that is a YouTube video of it of, of like a few million views or something now. Um, and it's just great. I, I love the routine. The song works perfect with the way that I fly. It just, and it works outdoors, too. It's just it's just great. And I've never found another song that works as well with me as that one. Um, I have some other favorites that I pull out now and again. Um, I'd like to find more because I do feel a little bad sometimes going back to the same music year after year after year, you know, um, but I don't know. I haven't been focusing on that as much lately. I've been focusing more on kite building and stuff like that than I have been performance stuff. But, um, but yeah, Paint of Black, love it. Um, least favorite, ugh, Mary Poppins, man. I just, <laughs> ugh, so tiring every time I hear it. Um, another thing that maybe that, I, I was at a festival, uh, PACRIM, um, that's a, a Kai festival in Vancouver, BC. Um, I was there one year and they were doing the teddy bear drop, you know, where they put a big lifter up, they have some teddy bear attached to the line <laughs> and they drop in the teddy bear drops so that, you know, children run after it, whatever. And so the, the guy doing the music, he had this teddy bear song. He was playing this teddy bear song. And I don't know how many goddamn versions of this teddy bear song there are but he had all of them and because it, it was like the song would end and then it like another song starts and it sounds different but then it's the same goddamn lyrics and it did that like five times and like every time it would start again and people would realize it's the same song again there would be like audible groans <laughs> it's like change it stop stop um that was probably the worst oh yeah baby shark that's another one. Oh man <laughs> I had that one a bunch when I was, where was that? That was in, um, in Qatar. Mm -hmm. They were playing that a ton. Um, they did a lot of that. That was right at that time a couple years ago when that was really popular. That's an annoying one. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's some annoying bits. Um, yeah. As far as general music, I don't know. I sometimes pop-ish stuff can be okay. There's some that are good, but most of them I feel like are kind of, um, kind of monotone you know it doesn't really have mm -hmm. a lot of dynamic and a lot of it it kind of it's you know very oh here's some bits here's the chorus here's some bits here's the chorus and you know whatever um there are some songs that i feel like have a lot more variety to them like i've had which 
some of it gets to be, I don't know, is it, is it pop? I don't know what the genre of pop is specifically. I don't know, is rock pop to some extent? Because there's like some like ACDC stuff, flying with iCloud with, you know, Stairway to Heaven was like, love it. Um, you know, but that's like, like super that cinematic. That's like a yeah. cinematic pop. You know what I mean? Yeah, so or like Bohemian, like, yeah. That are really, that can be really, really good. Um, but yeah, generic, like typical top, top 20s pop usually not we do x's and o's on my current team that one that one does pretty good x's and o's um that one has a, a bit of dynamic stuff in it and that was kind of a top top 20 or whatever um so there's some but yeah you gotta be really picky with them um i like lyric lists if i can i like that about paint it black if there's no lyrics um with the with the london symphony orchestra version um but i don't know i feel like I get a little tired listening to orchestral music and, and trying to parse through all of that to try to find something that I like that really hits mm -hmm. with me. Um, but yeah, so uh, I get annoyed by the repetitive ones. That's that's the big takeaway. Oh, repetition <laughs> is the worst. Uh, wait, wait till you wait till you have kids, Wadi. Oh it's, god, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not nonstop the same song. I know. I don't want I don't want the songs from Frozen to be memorized. I really don't. Too late. <laughs> hey, I don't even have uh, that. That's a good word in, in that term. Just let it go, Wadi. Let it go. <laughs> hey, Hunter, you should uh, make uh, vodka lemonade out of those lemons and, and create a routine. You can dream that music. You can dream that song. Yes, Please don't do that. Yeah, Hunter can play to let it go any day. <laughs> there's, 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 hey, there's, uh, believe me. I have a playlist on my phone right now for my son that has a lot of songs that are a lot worse than Let It Go. <laughs> a lot worse. Uh, so not being a competitor or demo flyer, um, but being an avid enthusiast, I guess. Uh, Wadi, exactly. The moment you said the teddy bear drop, I'm hearing in my head, I know they're saying bear in the air, but I always scream bear derriere when I hear it because that song drives me bonkers every time I hear it. And the Mary Poppins go, let's go fly a kite. It's, it's beyond the ironic at this level of how it is played at every single event all the time by everybody. That's what they wanted to play during my Ted talk. And I said, please God, no. <laughs> um, but if I'm if I'm flying for myself, which I, I really only do, uh, I tend to have a trip hop on in my headphones. So like Massive Attack, uh, RJD2, stuff like that. Uh, just kind of I like the that nice beat. It feels very good. I can kind of get zenned out and fly and just kind of go with whatever's whatever's there. Chilled Cow is another good one like that. That's really mm -hmm. fun doing like like pickup team stuff. Throw some throw Chilled Cow up on a, a on a speaker. That's like a lo-fi hip hop, like this kind of chill beady hip hop kind of stuff. And that's really nice for team stuff or for tricking too. It just has a really nice beat for kind of doing slackline stuff too without feeling rushed. Like it just be kind of like chill and floaty. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that stuff's nice. All right, so next up, um, it's kind of a, a three-part question. So what is your favorite kite? What is your Pinto or Nova of kites? So the kite that is just so weird and awkward, but it's a cult classic and you love it for some odd reason. 
Um, and then what is the one kite you just cannot understand or connect with? So who wants to start? <laughs> That's gonna be a rough one. Yeah. I can start. All right, Zach, it's all you. I mean, I've been out of the game for a bit, but I will just say my favorite dual line kite has just got to be the Mamba. Um, it fits very well to, it's a Blue Moon Kites, Blue Moon Kites Mamba. Fits really well to my style of flying, my style of choreography for routines. I was always in the mindset of making the routine um, choreography incredibly tight and precise over having an abundance of tricks in it. Um, I tried to incorporate tricks, but only if the music called for it. Um, so like I had like a, a commit in there, I had, you know, cascades, you have the fades, you got basic stuff though. I mean, especially now people are doing center balancing things. I don't even know what they're doing. I don't know. Triple flippy flop. Um, <laughs> but I, I just think for me, the Mamba just fit everything that I was trying to do. Um, basically stock. I didn't even add tail weight to it. Um, and then I, I really like the Rev 1.5 SLE, but you take the super leading edge out and you throw in a three wrap um, to the spine or to the leading edge and you're done. Flow on 90 foot line, um, 90 foot test. Again, no weights, no other adjustments besides getting different handles that were longer um, and good to go. I, 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 really, um, I really like flying kites the way that they were designed to be flown and pushing them to the limits of what they're capable of doing without modifying it. Um, and those two kites really like were perfect for what I was trying to do. Were we supposed to add our least favorite kites? Uh, more the kite that you just couldn't connect with. So like maybe everyone else loved it and you're like, yeah, I just don't get it. Do you have one like that? I, mean, um, I don't know if everyone else loved it. I forgot what it was called. The, the, it was a rev, it was an indoor rev. The tech, like the, um, I forgot his last name, Mark Cur Curtis, somebody they did. The Synergy indoor. Decker? Yeah. yeah, I couldn't, I think it was that it kind of looked pointy. Yep. I couldn't figure that out. Suspended, the, suspended fabric. Yep. Yeah, the, the handles, it was so touchy um, and like twitchy for me. And I couldn't figure out that balance of how much or how little to move my hands. I just, I couldn't, the synergy wasn't there. Ha, synergy uh -huh. deco. Ha. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then dual line, I don't know. I don't really have, I don't know if I have like a, all this just didn't work for me um, of that yet. I don't know if I've tried enough dual line kites, to be honest. I kind of like found the Mamba and just flew the Mamba for the majority of my kiting career, you could say. <laughs> cool. Sure, Paul, go ahead. Um, 
<laughs> so my favorite kite would, would have to be ultimately the Jinx, uh, my own design, and 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 it completely me basically, and 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 represent my idea of a sport kite, a dual sport kite, and and it reflects my personal flying style. Um, so yeah, I can't I can't get around that. There's 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 a ton of kites that I really enjoy flying, but that is the one for me ultimately. Um, let's see, a kite that I loved earlier on uh, for a very formative kite for me. I did my very first axle on it. Um, would have to be would have to be the stranger, um, and that was that was a very fun kite for me to fly. I flew one recently at at about half a year ago at the Whiskey of Kite yep. Festival. I couldn't do anything with it anymore. Super weird. Um, so that was a very short flight too, if I recall. But still, it has to be up there for me as 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 yeah that 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 formative kite for me. And then as a kite that that I couldn't connect with, eh, I, I'm not sure that I'm going to mention a kite because, A, I'm wrong regardless. Uh, what doesn't work for me works for scores of other people. Um, and, B, yeah, why, right? But uh, I do have to say that that the more heavy-handed kites have never been for me. Uh, uh, let's call them the French-style kites. There's very few in that entire wave of kites that came out in the early 2000s. Uh, from 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 that corner of the world, and that that worked for me. It in fact was was the direct uh, inspiration for me to work on the Jinx because I needed something that was as good, but that I could actually fly. I knew those kites were great. Uh, the best flyers in the world were were flying them and making them look look absolutely amazing. And just like in Formula One racing, you can be the best driver in the world if you don't have a good car, you're not going to win. It's that simple. Uh, so I knew the kites were great. I just couldn't. I just couldn't connect with them at all. So if I have to say something that I that I never connected with, then it mm -hmm. would be the French style uh, kites at the time. Having said that, I mentioned earlier the the the, the shooter by R Sky, and it did. It surprised me. For me, I could great kite, fun kite to fly, and it, it, it flew completely different than I, as I said. A bit ago than I thought, than I expected it to fly, and of course those expectations were based in, in in what I knew or thought I knew from 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 that early two thousands wave of of competitive sport guides. All right, Hunter, Devin, Wadi, you guys gotta. Yeah, I'll go ahead and go. Um, <laughs> so favorite kite. Um, I mean. I guess it just goes into what I'm flying at the moment. Um, you know, uh, I, I got a a badass uh, about a year ago, and uh, from a dual line, that's been what I've been playing with mostly on the dual line side. Um, and then the gen on the quad line side, been playing with those, um, and they're fun. Um, both work really well. Uh, you know, a favorite kite just kind of that goes back, but just kind of always have a place you know, in my heart, I guess you can kind of say it's a jam session. Um, I mean, that was just a kite that I learned so much of the foundation of tricks on. Um, and I still have my original jam session and, and I think a spare, you know, that's in really good shape in a bag. Um, so I'll hang on to those. Um, kite that just couldn't connect with. It, it took me, it took me quite a while here has been listening to the others to try and think of what, what is that? 
Um, and I don't mean that to sound like I connect with every kite. Really, in the past recent years, I haven't flown a ton of different kites and, and, and things. So um, I don't have a lot of that to draw on. But I can clearly remember that you know, when I was flying a, a lot um, back in the day, you know, I felt like I was kind of on the cutting edge and, and everything. And I saw, this is going to echo Paul's, but I saw an amazing French flyer, um, you know, flying those types of kites. And one of them at the time being the mask, um, which was an amazing kite. And you saw people do amazing things with them. And it's a beautiful kite. And I got one and I, I couldn't do a thing on it. I couldn't connect with that kite. And, and at the time didn't put in the, didn't put in the time to connect to it. But, uh, you know, I, at that time I could pick up a kite and fly it and, and do a fair amount with it and felt like I could adapt to kites really well. That one was a whole nother beast for me. Um, and then just because you said oddball kite, uh, you know, I mean, I think anytime the oddball kite thing comes up, the thing I, I think of, um, is hey, the stranger level seven, oddball <laughs> kite, beautiful, beautiful, unique kite, but wow. What a flyer. <laughs> wrong button <laughs> i can i can go next this is wadi um i'm probably gonna have a few answers because i i fly a lot of stuff um between quad line dual line indoor outdoor all that um on, i mean for favorite kites obviously quad line it's going to be all stuff that i've made because i make them for me um especially my indoor the breeze um is was like kind of my first departure from like a kind of a standard, um, like typical quad line, um, by changing the aspect ratio and some stuff like that. And that one, I, I love it so much. And I go back to an old Revendor and I'm like, oh my God. Um, so, you know, there's stuff like that. Obviously when I build it for myself, it's going to be my favorite because I made it specifically for me. Um, and it's getting that way with my indoor dual line that I'm working on as well. Um, outdoor dual line, uh, I really love my Nirvana third edition. Those are really, really nice. They've been slowly kind of getting pushed out of my bag by the 116. I like mm -hmm. that one a lot because it's just a little bit bigger. And I, th I think I like that little bit bigger size. Um, that's been really nice. But I still have a bunch of kites that I want to try. I just built an Escape and I haven't flown it yet. Um, so I still need to try that one. Um, but So I'm sure I'll be phasing stuff out and finding more what I like. Um, as for oddball kites... Um, found a lot of weird little oddball things like one is just like a drop sheet of plastic with four lines tied in the corners to fly it indoors like a big uh like a big jellyfish um it's really weird it works <laughs> it's like uh, kind of interesting um i made an outdoor quad line that i called deal with it which is like the meme like pixelated sunglasses and like that's the quad line um, it flies a little weird, but, you know, it works well enough. And that one's pretty fun, um, especially in big groups, because it's like, oh, here's all these, like, cool-looking quad lines. And these are, like, stupid pixelated sunglasses, like, <laughs> flying around with the rest of them. Um, and it's great. Um, so I, I like that one. Um, it's a little silly. Um, yeah, and then kites I couldn't connect with. Um, there's a few that come to mind. One was, I don't remember if which... It was one of the Widowmakers. I don't know if it was the Widow and G or like one of them. It just, I didn't like how it loaded, like how it turned. It seemed like it had a weird axis on where it turned. It like wanted, it didn't like turn on the wingtip. It like turned like up on its leading edge, which just felt weird to me. And I, I really couldn't connect with that, but I've seen people do great things with them. Um, another one was the Benson Deep Space. 
that's like one of my favorite kite videos ever is the Benson Deep Space. It's like just gorgeous video and they do just amazing things. And I flew one and hated it. <laughs> I was like, I just couldn't, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I was too new to do a line at the time or something. I want to try it again. I, it's been a long time since I tried one, but I, it really didn't work for me at the time. Um, and I was really disappointed because it's my favorite like dual line video ever is the deep space video. Um, it's so good. So I was, I was disappointed that I didn't like that one, but I, I want to try it again at some point. Um, and then on, on quad line side, I mean, the Revan door is a bit, you know, it, it was fine, but it's always, it's just a weird kite. Um, and then um, the, the gym, I couldn't really connect in with it. Love John. I think he does a good job with, with the kite. I think it's just not a style. The style doesn't quite fit um for me um i think it's just kind of the way the bridle is and you kind of change the dimensions a little bit and it kind of it feel, feels to me like it's kind of sitting on a ball a little bit um which can make it maybe a little bit more agile in some some aspects but i feel like it makes it a little harder to drive a straight line you gotta be on top of it a bit more and it just doesn't doesn't quite dial in for me um as much great kite generally um but yeah doesn't quite didn't quite work as much um for me which is fine um but yeah all right, Devin. <laughs> hey, this is me. I've been around a while. So I, I had to like I had to like write these down and be like, oh my God. <laughs> like, um, like what is this? Um I have a lot of favorite kites, and I have to preface this with um this this is there's now I think more apparent than it was kind of when I was stuck um in one brand if you will um but i have a list of the top five kites that i can't just can't gel with and that list is generally quite secret and if i come across another kite that's just it's not working i have to buy one of the kites on that top five list that i can't gel with and learn it so it can be replaced with another kite. i will not allow myself to have more than five kites um that i don't really work and it really has boiled down to one um, but i'll save that for for a little bit um favorite kite ultimately has I, I don't mean to like plug myself i'm not that kind of person but it is the intention um i never in a million years thought something that i built would be there um nor did i ever want it to um the crux is a close second, mostly because I'm seeing like a lot of people like get a kick out of it. Um, it's a weird, weird kite, but people are laughing and I, I'm watching people ask like, what the hell? Like, how are you doing that? What's it doing? Um, and it's, it's somehow fostering this, this different space that was not intended. Like we were just trying to release an oddball. Um, so to kind of see that and have that bleed over to me when I'm flying it is is rewarding. Um, I can't mention a favorite kite list without saying a pro dancer. Um, it's the longest kite in my bag. Some people think it has a wobble. I have no idea what they're talking about. Like, and I also have a prison prophecy tattooed on my ribs. So that's a thing. Um, yeah, so, um, my, my Nova kite or like, I guess 
Is this like the kite that changed everything or is this just like a kite? No, it's like a cult classic. Like one that's just kind of a little bit odd and you, you just kind of love it. It's quirky. It might not be the great, the greatest, but it's just, it's a Nova or a Pinto or what was the half car, half truck thing? Yeah. No. El Camino. Baja. The El Camino. Super right? <laughs> Baja. I thought you were going with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you would call this a, a Nova and it's going to be a play on words, but I, I do know a lot of people struggle with the Supernova. Um, <laughs> and that kite literally changed everything for me three okay. years ago. I bought it once. And Chris, Chris Goff knows this. We've Skyped about it a lot. I bought it once when it came out. I couldn't get it off the ground, was devastated because he is like my absolute idol. Um, first time oh, I faced Hunter, him, I been like, replaced. I mean, what? <laughs> Hunter's <laughs> been replaced. No, you know what I mean. Like, he's like, <laughs> my, like, whoa. Like, I think his technique is off the charts and like everything about his designs. As far as I'm concerned, they were way over my head at the time. Um, and then the pandemic hit and I had to teach someone who was exclusively flying a supernova and my first thought was oh shit i have to buy these and figure them out and when i figured them out everything changed um so there's that um i know a lot of people didn't particularly like the prism fanatic but i kind of think it's fun to just go out and be able to throw a bunch of 900s when you don't mean to <laughs> Like it just keeps going, and if you throw on a face of "I meant to do that," it's kind of it. I think it's fun. Um, um, yeah, I tend I tend to find kites and their strange characteristics, if you'd like to call them that. And I take a lot of, I mean, I take a lot of pride in it. Actually, like figuring out how to use those like idiosyncrasies as an asset. I think that's what like distinguishes temporary happiness in kiting versus like just being able to pick up anything and have a good time with it. Um, does it mean it's going to be in my bag all the time? Probably not. Cause I have one kite bag. That's it. But like, I don't know. So I don't dislike a lot of kites. Um, that being said, there's one with a close second that I really struggle with. Um, they have not moved out of my top two. Um, the first one, I'm going to get attacked by a cult is the prism quantum pro. I can't fly a straight line with it. I can't even keep it in the air. We actually flew one today and John got sick of laughing at me and decided to start making snow angels. Um, it's just, I don't know. It just question marks everywhere. It's a beautiful kite. I've seen people do crazy stuff with it. Um, I tried yeah. <laughs> a lot. Um, I'm looking forward to the day when that moves away from the list, but as of literally today, it hasn't, uh, <laughs> um, the other one, as much as I hate to say it, and it actually was kind of a point of contention for a long time was the Widowmaker. It took me three years to learn how to cascade that kite. Interesting. Yeah. Zach knows it. We used to joke about it all the time. I'm like, I can't fly that in public. I don't know. <laughs> Like, I don't know how to do anything with it. Um, so you'd be happy to fly six to eight inches worth of line difference, no problem, but you can't fly a Widowmaker? 
Absolutely. Wow. Ask that. <laughs> it, it leaves you. It's just, that's, it's just that's, that's Devin for you. It's like, I, do, I don't try it. Like there's sometimes it's just, it doesn't work. Um, I ended up buying multiple sets. I did the videos for them. I like really learned the kite. Um, for those of you who don't know, the Solus was actually a Widowmaker variant. When we made the plans for that kite, we actually drew over the plans for the Widowmaker and figured out like, okay, like what's missing? What could we, what, maybe what's too strong in the Widowmaker, et cetera. So like, that's actually where that came from. So that's why the Widowmaker was John's baby and the Solus was mine. So like when you put them together, they like balance each other out. Um, but yeah, God, I feel weird saying that, but yeah, the, the Q pro and unfortunately the Widowmaker are the two. Um, you just couldn't connect with. It took a long time for the Widowmaker, but it's still there. It's, it took, it took many years. And of course I was going to do it because John gave me everything, but like, it took a long time and it still does yeah. when I, when I fly someone's regardless of age or setting or what, it's still like. Like, oh God, I got to put this like cap back on. Um, it's a cap I'm glad I have, but it, it took a long time to figure it out. Hmm. Well, uh, anyone got anything else to add on that? I will mention that these are difficult questions for people that are in the industry and are very close friends with people in the industry. Um, so <laughs> none of us want to talk shit about like our friends kites that they make and make money from and stuff, but this so we love, we love you all. We love all the kite makers and we love all the kites that exist. Um, and we're glad but, they exist. Can I like add to that too? Mm -hmm. Because I think this is interesting. Um, I really hope John Baresi hears this because we frequently come like converse back and forth about this. I often find that the people's kites that, that are kind of the most off-putting turn out to be some of the most influential down the road that you just kind of are like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yep. like I, I bought a gin. Like if we're going to go down this route, I'm not, I'm not a quad flyer, but I, I bought a gin. I can hold my own. I've flown team and all that fun stuff at events. It's not something I do regularly. Um, and I bought a gin thinking like, okay, this is cool. I, it felt like the way, like Hunter and Paul, like the French kites that you're talking about, the really low, like kind of broad toe points. It felt like that in quad line form. And at this point I hadn't figured out the supernova, but like I used to call John and just like curse him. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Um, and I talked to Brett about it a bunch and he was just like, just stick with it. And I ended up doing nothing that summer but flying the gin in two mile an hour. And I think all quads pale in comparison now. That kite taught me more about quads and duels than like anything in terms of like line pressure, where a kite drives, like again, the ball that Wadi was talking about, how it might rotate around that ball if the ball is in the middle of the kite at that given time. Um, how to simplify and like look at one focal point on a kite, even if that's like, it taught me so much. Chris's supernovas the same way. Um, John's Widowmaker is clearly important because it turned into my first release, like in the kiting world, like as much as I struggled with it, it turned into something else. Um, so I think ultimately like having the hard conversations 
is actually good. Mm-hmm. Like if someone comes up to me and says like, why did you design that? It's shit. Usually I will say thank you and mean it. Because it leaves some kind of impression. Like as far as I'm concerned, like the point of art or like a project or something is to be talked about and to have more opinions in that pot besides all of this, like, you know, foo-foo, oh, it's great when you don't think it's great doesn't help anyone. Mm-hmm. So I actually value those conversations. And like, I feel like Wadi's nodding his head, like to like be faced with something that's like, what is this? Why am I not clicking with it? Shit, I'm building kites. I have to know how that works because if the market goes there. What am I going to do? Like say like my touch is better than yours and just keep making stuff the way, like that's why Canvas has three very distinct kites. Like one set kind of French, one set high and kind of wobbly like one kind of, st- like you have to be diverse and to have to be faced with those moments, especially when you're flying someone's kite and the designer's right there. I've, I think as weird as it is, I think it's actually kind of like the most important part of the whole thing, especially people in our shoes that are like making very distinct things and like having these conversations. Otherwise we'd all be flying a Nirvana. <laughs> like, and that's exactly it, Devin. Those kites, and again, I, I was talking about the French style kites. Um, it, it it did exactly that for me. I couldn't connect with it, so I had to I had to make my own kites. In that, those guys were 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 rocking the kite with the sport kite world at the time. They took over as as the what became the nucleus of modern sport kite flying, and I couldn't connect with the kites but i did need to keep up with with flying style or i was going to get beaten all over the competition field so in that sense i recognize that emotion completely because uh, those kites forced me uh, to build my own kites that that could compete against them and i could feel good on them Mm -hmm. and then like what you build someone else like you know there's people that are going to identify with that and they'll grow and whether they outgrow like the French feel and come to you, or I don't want to say outgrow, you know what I mean? Like yeah. go past yours or like, that's the whole point. Like, so I don't know Yeah, to be, to have all of that, you know, these kites and these crazy extremes, I think, I think everyone should have them in their bag. I think it's wild. Like, I'm not like trying to preach like kite diversity, but kind of like, like you need it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, Devin, I, I really appreciate that focus on um, <clears throat> on picking picking out a kite that, that you don't click with and and kind of working on it to where you can start to understand it. I think that's something that I, I need to do more on, um, and I think that's a really good good way of looking at it because there's a lot, there are some kites out there like like the deep space, <laughs> like it's it's clearly awesome, yep. <laughs> but but like I, it doesn't work for me. I need to make it work for me. I need to get one. Yeah, it's like one of my do you want me to stop talking are we like are we gonna end this whole thing or like well let's... here shortly <laughs> i think going back to what i said about the double ollie testing one of the beauties in that is like it it teaches like that one trick encompasses a million things it encompasses orientation power how to hit something and then furthermore you get to watch the kite rotate completely by itself after your first hit, you get the one, 
and then you watch it completely with nothing. So you, you get to process the input, then you get to process the rotation, and then you're good. So I don't know, finding, I don't know where I was going with this. Oh crap, my brain just shut off. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but like finding a kite that does challenge you or something like that, and to figure out like how to simplify everything. And then right after that, like, okay, I'm simplifying all this, then watch it do its own thing by itself. And to see that juxtaposition, boom, boom, right there. And that's the first piece of information you have is really powerful. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I wasn't trying to sound like a dick when I was saying like, that's actually to me, incredibly important. It tells me everything I need to know. And then it puts it into motion, literally. So a big thanks to the guys for continuing on with this conversation that we just had. Uh, we do have more of this that we will share with you in an upcoming episode, but uh, we are going to take a little bit of a pause in the kind of group conversation and share a few interviews that we did at the Treasure Island Kite Fest in the upcoming episodes, and then we'll hop back into finishing up this conversation. So do stay tuned. Make sure you've hit the subscribe button hit the follow button, share this with your friends, your family, anyone who you think might be interested in sport kite flying, either dual line or quad line. And as always, if you have any suggestions, any questions or anything else like that, feel free to email us at info at sportkite.org. And yeah, we are really looking forward to seeing you out on the field. And if you happen to be at South Padre Island, in the coming month uh kind of the first weekend in february we will be down there at uh, south padre island uh, we'll be performing and flying and happy to you know talk with you about sport kites would love to maybe do a few interviews with you on the sport kite podcast so look for us on the field otherwise contact us via that email all right so go on out there and get some good old sport kite flying in all right see ya <laughs>